I like that song. I really like that song. Power in his name. It's just confirmation about what I want to preach about tonight. Glory to God. Are y'all going to pray for me? I need your prayers. It's been a long time since I stood right here. But you know, once I get up here and let the Holy Spirit take control of my body, I don't belong to me no more. You know, you'd be a little nervous when you first get in, but all of that's just gone. Hallelujah. But before we get started, I would like to read the word of word from the Lord for 2021 that he spoke to none other than the apostle of this house, Dr. Jerry Savelle. Amen. It says, a new era has begun. More and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, I want y'all to hold on that. They'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth. And they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow. That's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand. For my spirit is moving and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. Many triumphant victories will mark the, this new era. It's what I've planned, so rest in me. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? So stay with my word. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass and great things will I do. I just want to reiterate one thing that he said here. He said, for those who will heed my voice and obey my words, something will happen to those or for those that heed his voice and obey his word. He said, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. That let me know it's not for everybody is not going to receive this. Only those that heed his voice. Only those that pay attention to his voice and those who obey his words. Amen. Glory to God. Well, before I get started tonight, I want to first give honor to God. I thank God for the opportunity to be able to stand before you tonight once again. Because uh, at one time it looked dim, but I'm here today. And uh, I want to thank God for Pastor Justin and Pastor Annette. Thank God for y'all. Y'all are doing a beautiful job. We love y'all. Thank you for this opportunity. Without them, you know, it, it wouldn't be it, uh, what it is right now. And not only that, without you, it wouldn't be. 
So we thank each of you for coming out on tonight to hear the word of the Lord. And, and so it's a blessing to have you here tonight. And I'm going to continue talking about living uncommon. And how do we live uncommon? I just want to, you know, he was saying about Jesus. You know, first of all, we're going to have to have Jesus in order to live uncommon. Right. Like we never lived before. So what is uncommon? The definition of uncommon is something that's out of the ordinary. It's unusual, it's abnormal, and it's rare. Uncommon. And so when I think about it, I was just thinking about Jesus. Everything that Jesus did all of the miracles and healings that he did. And you know, that was a blessing. Amen. Let me ask a question. When you were a child, did you ever dream of growing up and being average? Or did you dream of just growing up and being, you know, just so-so? Did you ever dream of just being average? In other words, the reason I ask you this, God did not create you to be ordinary. Amen. God created you to win in life. Amen. You weren't created to be ordinary, but you were created to be extraordinary. That's who you were created to be. Amen. Glory to God. The promises of God, when you put them all together, are the recipe for an extraordinary life. Far beyond what anyone in the world would ever hope or imagine for. God has his promises all stored up for you. Glory to God. You can't live an extraordinary life if you aren't expecting extraordinary things to happen in your life. If you're not expecting extraordinary things, it's not going to happen. But what if you're expecting the extraordinary? You know, I mean, when I get up, I'm always, and I've learned by being in word of faith to dream. And I don't know about you, but if you don't do it, but you need to learn how to dream and dream big. Dream big. Because... As big as you can dream, God is bigger than that. Amen? An uncommon faith. I want to talk to you tonight about uncommon faith. Uncommon faith is radical faith. And radical faith gets radical results. And radical is different from the usual and the ordinary. I want y'all to stay with me. When you believe for things that are uncommon, people might say, who do you think you are? And you know what your answer should be? I'm a child of the most high God. That's what your answer should be. Because when you're you're thinking uncommon, people are going to think that you're more than what you think, that you're more than what you are. Oh, some people call you a big shot. 
Oh, yeah, they're going to call you all kinds of things when we're living according to the way of God's word that he said we can live. Amen? Glory to God. If you want to see God amaze you with his goodness, come over to uncommon faith. We know that faith pleases God, so the more developed your faith becomes, the more pleasing it is to him. Now, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Him who? God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, maybe you've been stuck in just common faith. I don't know. All your life. But it's time to make a change and it's not time to hold back. Amen. Isaiah writes in Isaiah 54, verse 4 in the Message Bible, Isaiah says this, don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. Look, we can't hold back on what the word of God has already promised us. If God said it, our job is to just believe it and do it. Y'all stay with me. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. You know, it's time for us to go for it now. Go for everything that God has for you. You will experience uncommon breakthroughs, uncommon victories, uncommon promotions, blessings, favor, advancements, joy, peace. These are fruits of the spirit and prosperity. Glory to God. The question is, are you willing to do what it takes to develop an uncommon faith? How do I develop this uncommon faith? Well, the first thing we must do is receive Jesus as the developer of our faith. Amen? Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I want to stop right there. That, that really, I, I began to say, God, what is it right here that, that you want me to see about Jesus is the author and the finisher of my faith? And, and the word author here, it means the prince. He's the prince. He's the chief leader. He's the captain. And, and, and the finisher is the perfecter. In other words, you could read it like this. Looking unto Jesus, the, the, the prince and the perfecter of our faith. Amen. Now, David said in Psalms 138, 138, verse 8, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. He is the, the perfecter of our faith. And he will perfect that that concerns you. Amen? Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then it went on and it said, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, Jesus, he experienced the shame, humiliation, and pain of being despised, rejected, mocked, scourged, and hung on the cross. Jesus hated the cross. But I believe he hated one thing more than he hated the cross. And that one thing was he hated disobeying the will of the Father. When he was in the garden at Gethsemane, he said, Father, if it be so, not my will, but thy will be done. He didn't want to go through it, but he said, Father, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. He did that for you and me. And you know, that's why he's sitting at the right hand of the Father today. He did something that was out of the ordinary. He did something that was uncommon, unheard of. Glory to God. The, the, the New Living Translation says it this way, talking about how do I develop uncommon faith? New Living Translation says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding the shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Hallelujah. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Talking about uncommon. Then it dropped down to verse 14 first in John 1, 14 and says, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Wow. The word was made flesh and dwell among us. Hallelujah. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In other words, he was, this word grace is favor, God's unmerited favor, God's loving kind of favor. He became full of God's favor and the word. This word truth, you can look, you can put the word, the word, the word is the word. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to develop uncommon faith, this is where you start. Look away from everything that will distract you and focus on Jesus. That's how we develop uncommon faith. And this will cause us to live uncommon. Amen. I got a, I got a, somebody in the Bible. I, I really, I, I want to talk to you. Can you go uh, with me to Isaiah chapter thirty-eight and verse two? And I really wrestled with this, and I, I and I'm not finished studying it out. But I want to share with you the, what God did give me. But what I was really looking for 
I, I still haven't gotten it. I got to dig deeper into the word and find out more about what I'm looking for. It says in Hezekiah 38, verse 1, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, the brother was finna check out of him. <laughs> he, finna, he finna get ready to check out. He said he was sick unto death. He was getting ready to check out. Amen. Hallelujah. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Wow. Set your house in order. I believe he was telling him to get his family in order and get his household affairs and things in order. But I don't want to deal with that right now. That's not what my message is. I want to talk about this. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. I want y'all to stay with me right here. Oh, my God. He said he turned his face to the wall. What did he do? That wall, that if you look up that word wall in the, in the Hebrew, it means the size of the altar. That's what it means, the size of the altar. It wasn't just one of these walls, but he turned his face to that altar and, and he cried out to God. He turned his back on his friends, on his sickness, on his relatives, on everything that was coming up against him. And he focused directly on God. Hallelujah talking about living uncommon. Verse 3, and he said, talking about Hezekiah, remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee. We don't say that word, I beseech now, but he was saying, I beg you how I have walked before you in truth. This word truth, you could say, put the word, the word. John writes in John 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So you could put the word, word right here and it means, he said, I walk before you in your word. Glory to God. And with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept so the brother cried, y'all. Brother just began to cry. Yes, he did. And I believe when he began to cry, he was asking God, God, I, I don't want to die. I want to live. And I believe as Isaiah was leaving out of the, out of the, uh, 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 out of the, where he was at and going through the courtyard, then God spoke to Isaiah and said, Isaiah, let's read it. Verse four. Then I, then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah saying, go and say to Hezekiah, the, thus saith the Lord, thy God, the God of David, thy father, I have heard your prayer and I've seen your tears. I want to tell somebody in here tonight, God is saying he's heard your prayers and he has seen your tears. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. Glory to God. Oh, mm. glory to God. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. I want y'all to know God done heard your cries and God has seen your tears. I believe this made Hezekiah uncommon because 
I don't believe we've seen anywhere where God spoke to anybody else in the Bible and said that he was going to add life, years to their life. And this is uncommon. This is, is rare. It's out of the norm. Glory to God. You know, and, and as I was studying, I, I thought about uh, uh, Elijah also. That was out of the norm. And I'm not going to go there, but y'all, y'all, it's, in, it's in 1 King 18 where uh, Elijah, you know, he had told Ahab, say, send the servant up to see the rain and say, oh man, there's a storm brewing. It's going to come. And told Ahab, you better get on your horses, get on your chariots and head to Jezreel. On something that uncommon. Well, I want y'all to see this. And, and, and you got to think about it. It said that, that, that uh, Elijah got his cloak and he stuffed it down in his belt. For those that don't know what a cloak is, it's like a cape. You know, some of y'all have seen Superman with a cape on. It's like that, but hang way down, but it's got a hood on it like a hoodie. And say, uh, uh, Elijah began to tuck it down in his coat. And, 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 and Ahab had took off and was going to Jezreel. And the Bible says, and can you put up the First uh, Kings uh, 18 and then I guess the 46th verse. It says, the hand of the Lord came on him. Talking about uncommon. It says, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah and he girded his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Can you put that in the, uh, the New Living Translation, please? Glory to God. I want you to see this. And the Lord gave special strength to Elijah and he tucked his cloak into his belt and he ran ahead of Ahab's chariots all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. Now watch this. After he tucked his cloak and everything, and the hand of God came on him. Now, now I, I want y'all to see this. Something that's out of the ordinary. We're talking about uncommon. Okay? It's out of the ordinary. After he did that, now look, you got to see this. Ahab, his chariots was like the, the Lamborghinis of today. He was a king. He had the best uh, chariots that money could buy. And he had the best horses that money could buy. I mean, he had the best of the best. And I mean, I, I could just see him going down that road with those horses, but here come Elijah running by him. And just pad by him, looking back at him. <laughs> no, listen. The, I was looking it up, and, and some of the uh, theologians said, that he outran Ahab's chariots for 20 miles to, Je- to Jezreel. Glory to God. I call that out of the ordinary. That, that's uncommon. I don't believe it ever happened again. That's abnormal. Glory to God. We, hey, guess what? And we can live that way. It said, and, and, and the hand of the Lord came upon him. Tell me what might happen to you Pastor Phil, when the hand of the Lord come upon you, you're not Pastor Phil. You're somebody else. Huh? Come on, y'all. Glory to God. When God tells you to do something, you do it. Don't worry about what nobody else is saying because you can do it. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. When you're facing a trial, a lot of things will try to get your attention and draw you away from your stand of faith. To keep you, to keep you focused on natural, Jesus is the developer of our faith. Jesus wants you to help to keep us, our eyes on him and not be distracted by the world. Listen, if you're listening to the media and everything that's going on around you, you're going to get distracted. But if you keep your eyes on this book, if you keep your eyes on this right here, I can truly tell you everything is going to be all right. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If y'all would, go with me to uh, Proverbs chapter 4. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Glory to God. Before you leave, you're going to get something tonight. I believe God is speaking to somebody tonight. All you need is a touch from God. And your life will never be the same. Amen? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. It says, my son, if you're a lady, he's saying, my daughter, attend to my words. In other words, what he's saying, pay attention to my words. Listen to my words. Hear my words. That's what he's telling you you tonight. Listen. Pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear unto my saying. In other words, turn aside. And hear what God is saying. Let them not depart from thine ears. Them what? Them God's words. Let them not depart from your heart. Verse 22. Say for they. They what? God's words are life unto those that find them God's words and health. This word health here is translated medicine to all their flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you are facing a, a facing a situation in your life, uh, like health, you know, maybe you're facing a situation in your health or situation in your finances or in your relationship or work. You need to ask yourself one thing. What does God say about this situation? Amen? And then... Say, God's word is final authority. Amen. Glory to God. God's word is final authority. I didn't want to do it, but I I just feel in my spirit I have to. But God's word is final authority no matter what you're going through, even in your health or whatever. A lot of you knew about me and my wife had COVID and we was in the hospital. But while I was in the hospital, I had to make the word of God final authority. Come on, y'all. I I mean, I had to make the word of God final authority, even though sometimes I couldn't even hardly read. I didn't feel like reading. I didn't feel like praying. I couldn't do nothing. I was out of breath. I couldn't do it. But I had enough word down on the inside of me. 
Help me, Holy Ghost, that when I begin to moan, mm, mm, and then I would hear something that would speak to me. I, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the weak say I'm strong. And then I heard him say, Joel 3.10. And I went to my phone and I looked at it. I had my phone on side of the bed. And then I looked at it and I said, let the weak say I'm strong. I'm making God's word final authority. Let the weak say I'm strong. I kept doing it the whole time I was in the hospital. Why? Because God's word is medicine to our flesh. Come on, somebody. I say the word of God is medicine. Whatever you need, it's in the word. Speak the word. Make the word final authority. Hallelujah. And while I was laying there, I heard faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I'm laying there in the bed. I, I couldn't read. I couldn't. I just didn't feel like I, I didn't have the strength to do it. So what I did, I passed. I got my phone out. And I went to my app that where I could hear the word. And I'd play it. I, I began to play it. And I lay it right there by my ear. And sometimes it just play until it went to, I went to sleep. And I wake up the next, in a few hours, because they were coming in and taking blood and doing all kinds of stuff. And it appeared to stop. What I'm saying, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I began to speak what the word of God said. I began to talk what the word said. I am healed. I'm not, I'm not sick. I am the healed. But he was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes I am healed. Father, I thank you that I'm healed. I'm not moved by what the doctors say. I'm not moved by what's going on in my body, but I'm moved by your word. What am I doing? I'm making the word of God final authority in my life. I was there for four days. I drove my own self to the hospital. They said, how did you get here? I said, I drove. They said, you drove? I said, yes, sir. But it was the Holy Spirit that was driving. He drove me to the hospital and he drove me back home from the hospital. Uncommon. Living uncommon. It was because of the word that I had down inside of me. It was because of the word I was living Uncommon. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The third thing that you must do is continually feed on the word of God. Continually feed on. If you want to experience uncommon results in your life, you want to live uncommon, feed on the word of God daily. Hallelujah. I want you to feed on it. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I, I got to share this. You know, the disciples of Jesus, they would walk with Jesus. They were with him every day. And Jesus often would tell them, say, look, I'm going and pray. And while I go and pray, I want you to uh, uh, just watch for me. The Bible says that Jesus went into a, went to a solitary place. Help me, Holy Ghost, to, to pray. He went and, and prayed. And while he was there praying, there was this man that, that brought his son, the Bible says he was a lunatic, and he brought his son to Jesus' disciples and to, for them to cast out this spirit in him. And he said, now my son often throw himself into the fire and into the water. And, and he said, uh, but your, your disciples, I brought him to them, but they couldn't cast the spirit out. And I believe now, while Jesus, I believe, now this is just me, I believe Jesus was up in the mountain. And he was 
praying and while he was praying, he was looking down at the disciples when all of this was going and each one of them were praying for the, the young man and they couldn't cast that spirit out of him. And Jesus come down and he asked, what's going on? And the father said, well, I brought my son to your disciples to cast the spirit out, but they couldn't cast it out. And uh, Jesus said, give him, give him to me. And Jesus cast the spirit out. He just said, come out. The spirit left him. The boy fell down and they thought he was dead. Amen. But why was Jesus able to do this? Because he spent time with the father. How can I spend time with the father? Right here. When I'm reading this, reading the word of God, I'm I'm spending time with the father. Jesus spent time with the father, y'all. And then watch what happened. Watch what happened. It said, the Bible said, and one by one, the disciples came to him. Master, why, why couldn't we cast him out? <laughs> Come on. See, they, at, they wasn't uncommon at that point. They were common. Jesus said, these things come by fasting and prayer. Amen? That's what made Jesus uncommon. If we want to live an uncommon life, I believe the more we get into God's word, the more we'll see uncommon in our lives. You know, God wants you to live an uncommon life. God has created each and every one of you that's sitting in here tonight extraordinary. You were not created to be normal. Amen. You were created to be extraordinary. Hallelujah. That's who you are. That's who God created you to be. Extraordinary. I can't be Pastor Justin and I'm not going to try to be Pastor Justin. I can't be Joseph. I'm not going to try to be because God has made me in my own unique way. All I can do is be Vic. Why? Because I'm extraordinary. I'm extraordinary. You're extraordinary, Linda. You know that? You're extraordinary. Dwayne, you are extraordinary. I didn't say that. I'm saying what God said. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, oh, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, I got a question. How many of you in here think that y'all can eat just one meal a week, any meal you want, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and think you'll have your strength at the end of, of the week. Eating one meal a week. Well, if you're feeding your, your spirit, man, once a week, how you think you're going to have strength to overcome trials and tribulations when they come into your life? You're not going to be able to do it. Amen? You have to feed your spirit man. Just like you feed that natural man two to three meals a day, every day, you got to feed your spirit man, that, that inner man, that inward witness. You got to feed him. You got to spend time in the word of God, seeking what God has to say so that when tests and trials come against you, you can say, oh, wait, no, no, wait a minute, Satan. No, wait a minute. 
uh-uh, I'm, I'm not broke. No, I'm not. My God said that he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. You need to have something down in here so when the test come, you can reach down and get it out. Oh, I feel my helper, y'all. I feel my helper. Eric ain't in here because I know he always high-siding on me and everything. But anyway, I, I'm telling you, you got to be able. It's like this. You work, you get paid once a week, maybe twice a week. And every time you get paid, some of you got direct deposit or whatever, your money go directly into your bank account. Guess what? When you run out to, to Logan's or, or wherever you go and get something to eat, you give them your card and they say, oh, approved. Why? Because you made some deposits. But guess what? If you don't make any deposit to, in your spirit, man, huh? You can't go and, and, and make any withdrawals off anything because you haven't put anything in you. Amen. Am I talking to anybody? You got to put something down on the inside in order to be able to draw when tests and trials come. Amen. You may be having a lost your job and you need finances. But you can go and get the word and say, and stand on the word of God. I don't care what it is. If all you know is my God shall supply all my needs. If that's all you know, you said, God, you said it. I believe it. I, I'm standing on your word, God. You said that you'll supply all my needs. I need some finance. I need money to pay this. I need to pay that. And guess what? And you know that you have been faithful, tithing and giving and doing everything that God say do. God say, I'm not a man that I shall lie. God cannot lie, ladies and gentlemen. God cannot lie. That's living uncommon. Trusting in God. I think living by faith is uncommon. A lot of people can't live like that. Well, you mean to tell me you're going to go down there and get them all your money and, and God told you that he's going to give it back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? Man, I don't know about that. I, I would have to think about that. No, God said it. That's it. God said it. And God said in Malachi 3.6, I am God, I change not. God can't lie, y'all. Either you believe him or you don't. One or the other. If you want to live uncommon, you do what God's words say do. You're giving and giving and you don't see nothing. That don't mean nothing. Just keep giving. Don't, don't, don't stop giving. Keep giving. Why? Because God promised that he'll supply all your need. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. You know, I, I was thinking about Elijah when God told him to go down to the brook Cherith. And he said, I'll have the birds, the ravens, something that meant that were dirty, nasty. He said, I have the ravens to feed you meat and bread in the morning and meat and bread in the evening. And, and my wife right here and there, my daughter, all three of us in the house had COVID. None of us could get up. We were sick. We were weak. And I began to pray and say, God, we don't have nothing to eat. We need something to eat. God, we don't have nothing to eat. God, I'm a child of Abraham. I'm a seed sower. It wasn't long I got a text on my phone. I kept my phone laying by me. I'm weak. 
Wife couldn't get up. The only one could really get up was Kennedy. She, you know, she still had a little strength. And, and I was in there. I said, Kennedy, Kennedy. She said, come in the room. She said, sir. I said, I just got a text. Somebody set some food out there at the front door. Go get it. She went to the front door and opened the door and a big bag of prepared food. Oh, glory to God. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Uncommon living. I want y'all to know. Don't nobody else say it. I'm going to say it publicly. This is a giving church. This is a giving church. For two weeks, Pastor, every day somebody brought food and set it at our door. Am I right, baby? We had so much food, we didn't call and ask the the hospitality to go and and, and have people to prepare food and bring it to. All I did was pray to God. Uncommon faith. God, you said. That's all I can say. God, you said. I got that from Pastor Justin years ago. God said. I still say that. I said, God, you said. You'll supply all my needs. I said, God, we can't fix nothing to eat. We had food in the house, but everything was frozen. We couldn't get up and cook because couldn't walk that far. You get out of breath and just be tired. But every day for two weeks, the raven brought food and put it at the door. <laughs> oh, glory to God. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Every day. Every day. You know, we talk about the Bible stories, but you ought to have a story that tell about right now. How many of you got some stories about now? I'm not talking about what the Bible said. I'm talking about some stories right now. Woo! Glory to God. Uncommon faith. Uncommon, uncommon. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation reads it like this. People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's the New Living Translation. Go with me to Luke, amen, chapter 18 and verse 1. Talking about feeding on the word. Luke 18, verse 1 says, And he spake a parable, talking about Jesus, unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Ladies and gentlemen, we ought to always pray and not faint. Glory to God. Your physical body was not made to live like I told you a while ago, on one meal. We can't do it. Amen? We cannot do it. The fourth thing that you need to do to live uncommon, I believe, is to meditate on the word of God. Meditate on it. Joshua 1.8 says, the King James says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. 
Amen. Glory to God. The Amplified Bible reads it this way. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything according, in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. If you want to be successful, meditate on this word. Meditate on the word of God. Somebody told me, why do y'all let, why do they let people teach on prosperity that don't have money? I thought about that. I say, but the Bible says that Jesus was made to be poor so that you might be made rich. Rich. See, a lot of us in here can't say rich. Oh, that like that's a sin to say rich, you know. But but I believe it's in the book. Teach it. Doesn't matter if you're rich or not. God can make you rich tomorrow. This time tomorrow, you can be, as they would say, as Brother Jesse say, filthy. <laughs> Amen. You can. God can do it for you. But it's up to you to believe. Do you believe the word of God? Huh? Amen. Glory to God. Mm. Okay, maybe you're asking, what's the difference between feeding on the word and meditating on the word? Glad you asked. Feeding on the word is reading and learning what God has to say. Let me say that again. Feeding on the word is reading and learning what God has to say. If you want to know what God has to say about you and your circumstance or your situation, you got to read. You got to get in the book. You say, well, I don't like to read. I'm just, I... Look, you got to start somewhere. Read a, a, a paragraph, a chapter, a verse or something, and, and just ask God to, to, to uh, uh, give you revelation of that. You have to start somewhere because if you don't, you're going to continue living calm. Amen. Glory to God. Meditating is spending time and thinking about it and thinking about it. In other words, you're pondering it. You're thinking about it. You know, I, 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 I remember Creflo saying, just act like, just, just act like you're doing what God's word says. Just, just, just do it. Just just do it. It don't matter. Just act like you're doing it. In other words, the word of God says that you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's what the Bible say. Lay your hands on them and pray what God say. And if they get healed, well, praise God. God used you to heal them. If they didn't, that, that, so what? Then it, the Bible say, as they went. They were healed. They may not get healed right then, but just act on what God said. Do it. And believe God. I've had people, we've had uh, ministers' conferences right here, and, and people come up, and I'm being honest. They said, Vic, you remember you prayed for me at the conference last year and, and say, I was going through, and they told me what it was, and I'm saying, I'm like, no, I really don't remember that. 
Say, well, you sure did. You prayed for me last year and the Lord healed me. So we just practice doing what God say do. If God tell the boy, you go and lay hands on Vic and I'm going to heal him. Don't, don't worry about how I'm at because God has already prepared me. Just go and do it. Amen. We're talking about living uncommon. I believe we're still seeing signs, wonders, and miracles today. I don't know about some of y'all, but I've laid hands on people and seen them heal right then, instantly. Amen. Uncommon. Living. You can do it. He didn't say the pastor shall lay hands. He said the believer. I'm looking at a room full of believers. And everybody in here ought to be able to go and lay hands on somebody that's sick and and expect them to be healed. Expect them to get up. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the fifth thing we got to do, I've been talking about what I've just been saying. Act on the word. Act on doing it. Act on speaking the word. Just act on it. Don't, Don't just go around just, oh, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. No, just do what God say do. Amen? Amen? Act on doing what God say do. And you will experience uncommon living. Amen. James 1, 22. The King James, and then I'm going to read it in the New Living. It says, but be doers of the word. Say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Oh, y'all said it weak. I'm a doer. There you go. He said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Dr. Savelle talked about this on Sunday. The, the New Living Translation says it this way. But don't just listen to God's word. Watch this. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. Do what it say. Amen. If you, if you need in finances, I know this is going to hit somebody. And God tell you, go and give such and such $500. Oh, Lord, I don't know about that. I ain't got... Look, if God told you to do it, you do it. Oh, your reward is going to be way greater than $500. If God tell you to do something, but now listen. I'm saying be doers of the word. But you better know that you know that you know that God told you to do something when you do it. Amen. You got to know that you're hearing from God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Another way we act on the word of God is to take dominion. Amen. The Bible says in the beginning, God gave us dominion over the earth and everything in it. Talking about living uncommon. Go with me, if you would, to Genesis 128. I'm almost through. Genesis 128. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion 
over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Jesus' victory has given us authority and dominion over all the works of the enemy. Amen. 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 Jesus has given us this authority. You, you have this power. Use it. Yes. See, the problem with a lot of Christians, we don't know that we have been given authority. He said that, that if we would just resist the devil. Let me back up. First, he said, submit. First thing you got to do is submit. Come up under God. Submit unto God, then resist the devil. And guess what? He'll flee from you. Come on, y'all. We, we, we can do this. We are to live uncommon. That's the way we are to live every day. Every day. We ought to be asking God, God, help me to be uncommon. Help me to live this way. Amen. Luke 10, 19. It says, behold, I give unto you power to tread, at that word power, they're talking about authority, to tread upon on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That word power is dunamis, like dynamite. And say, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Satan doesn't want you to know that or feel confident in it, but you can. He don't want you to know that. You have miraculous power. Satan don't want you to know that. Amen? But you do have that power. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is uh, praying in the spirit. Jude 20. But ye beloved, building up your, yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. That charges you up. That builds you up. Praying in the spirit builds you up. It's like charging up a battery. You know, the, the praying in the spirit edifies you. It, 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 it builds you up. So we ought to pray in the spirit, ladies and gentlemen. Romans 8, 26. It says, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. In other words, it's weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray. Now wait, he didn't say you don't know what to pray. He said, you, we know not what we should pray. Amen. That's what he said. For we know not what we should pray. He didn't say we didn't know how to pray. For we as we ought. But the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He that searches the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit. Because he maketh intercession. Come on. To it, for the saints according to the will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you're praying in the spirit, you're praying according to the will of God. And one of the most things I, I, I forgot, I want to share with y'all, I think I've told some before. I remember one night the, the Lord woke me up and our daughter was getting ready to have a, a, a baby. She was pregnant and I saw it in the spirit. It had an umbilical cord wrapped around its neck and I woke up. I didn't know what it was. I, and, and so I just started praying in the spirit 
until I felt a breakthrough, I got a peace. And then I went and laid down, went to sleep that night. The next day I called her. And I, cause it was ice on the ground, rough snow and everything. And, and I, I said, how you doing? She said, well, daddy, I'm doing all right. Say, but, uh, Yesterday, I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. I didn't feel my baby moving. He wasn't moving. And I said, I interceded for her. The enemy was trying to kill her child. And she said, but I didn't have to go. What if I had not have interceded? Have any of y'all ever, God woke you up and told you to pray in the spirit? When God wake you up, you don't know what you ought to pray as you ought to uncommon living when we're praying in the spirit it causes us to become uncommon amen Amen. and we will experience uncommon results amen thank you father hallelujah pray at all times on every occasion in every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance interceding in behalf of all saints. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And the last thing, continually give God praise. Hallelujah. I remember when I was in that hospital, I would, I would continually quote Psalms 103, Psalms 91, and Psalms 136. Continually. The whole time I was in there. And I'm telling you, I be just, I just praising God. Just praising God for his goodness. I, I was magnifying God. I was glorifying God. Thanking God for what he was doing for me. Amen. And while I was in there, they came to my room. Uncommon living. And the nurse came in and she said, do you know? You're the only one on this floor that do not need oxygen. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Out of all the people on the whole floor, I mean, full of COVID patients, I was the only one on that floor that didn't need any oxygen. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. I'm talking about living uncommon. The only one. That was on that floor. Praise God. I thank God for this word tonight. Thank God that I was able to speak to you tonight. I thank God for each of you coming out tonight. Pastor Justin, I thank you for allowing me to share a word tonight. And I tell you, I feel like I'm back. Oh, I I, I feel like I'm back. I'm back, y'all. See, look, look, let me tell y'all something. When the enemy is not bothering you, you better check yourself because if he's not bothering you, you're not a threat. I'm going to say that again. If the devil is not bothering you, you're not a threat to him. Somebody asked me, well, why is he always bothering you? I said, well, maybe I'm a threat to him. I don't know. Pastor Justin. (laughs) Glory to God. Thank y'all.